Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spread Thin, a senior care podcast for the sandwich generation. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Spread Thin. I'm so excited to be back. We had a small hiatus over the summer, but we are back now in full effect and ready to do some shows. I'm really excited about our guests coming up and our lineup. We're going to really do um, some neat topics that I think you guys will really appreciate. Um, One actually being today, we are going to have Emily from Senior Servicing on. They are um, a company that helps with insurance billing, um, helps with Medicare open enrollment. And so this happens to be the perfect time to have her on. I've been wanting to have her on for a while because um, I think you'll hear the same thing as I'm about to tell you, but Emily is just so knowledgeable at everything that she does. She throws herself into whatever arena she is in and just becomes the ultimate um, guru in it, for lack of a better word. She will, if she doesn't know the answer, she's just one of those people that she'll say, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to find it out for you. And she sure does. So I'm excited to have her on today because it's perfect timing. Open enrollment has started October 1st, I believe. They announced the plans. And then um, we'll get more specifics from Emily, but I think you have maybe six weeks to decide what plan that you want. So um, we are going to get right in with Emily because I have a ton of questions for her um, and I'm sure you do as well. So um, let's welcome Emily. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for you to be here. So I wanted, I've been wanting to do this for a really long time, but timing wise, it kind of made sense to do it now Yes. because I think it's like, is it open enrollment or is open enrollment coming? So the plans were available October 1st. So you are able to see what plans are available for 2023. However, open enrollment officially starts Saturday, October 15th. On a Saturday? Why a Saturday? It's October 15th to December 7th every year. So no matter the days. No matter the days. Oh, interesting. Okay, so I want to go, so I say open enrollment. I I know what open enrollment is, but like explain a little bit about what that term means, like in layman's terms. <laughs> Absolutely. So first and foremost, I do want to share that I'm going to be talking today about Medicare fall open enrollment. Okay. So I will not be talking about retirement group open enrollment. So Because that's totally separate. And then the dates can be different. You might have to go through a third-party connector. Oh, got it. I just want to be very clear that this is for educational purposes only. Yes. And that we're talking about... Good disclaimer. Medicare fall open enrollment only. Because, so so Medicare is typically people's primary. And so when you say the retirement, that's like their secondary supplemental? So with retirement groups, they might have a separate, like two plan options that someone might be able to choose from. And their open enrollment season might be November 1st to November 15th. Or they don't have the same flexibility to look at all 24 prescription drug plan options and 65 Medicare Advantage options that are available in Franklin County. Is that for real? For real. And it goes by county? 
I have so many questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So right. back to your initial question. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Um, so open enrollment is the one time that everyone who is on Medicare has the option to change their prescription drug plan for the upcoming year. Okay. Or their Medicare Advantage plan for the upcoming year. Okay. So it is very, very important. Last year, only 30% of Medicare beneficiaries took advantage of this. Just to I didn't just, we're just like, I'm just going to keep what I had last time. 70% kept what they had last wow. time. Wow. 30% actually went through this exercise. Yeah. And that's staggering because we saved our clients on average $961.33. Oh, wow. So just think about all By of the money. adapting that plan. Correct. Or changing it, looking at it. Exactly. Wow. So even if nothing's changed for you, you're in the same house, you have the same prescriptions, you're going to the same pharmacy, plans change every single year. That's so, so funny you say that because I think back to... This was probably five, six years ago. You're going to be like, oh, Marilee. <laughs> but my grandma was like, it was open enrollment. She was like, I need some help. You know, we look into this. And I was like, eh, if it's not broken, don't fix it. You know, like. And that's just, exactly what we say the one time it doesn't apply. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just, just go with what you had. I don't know. Does it seem good for you? And she was like, yeah, it's fine. I just need it for prescriptions. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Because it was like too complicated to get into. I thought I was, and I felt like I was going to make a wrong decision for her because you're like kind of asked to look at a crystal ball. Is that? <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, and that's why it's so important. So there are so many variables that we look at when we're looking at a drug plan. So for okay. instance, for someone who, you know, like I said, they've had no changes, mm -hmm. the plans change every year. So just to give you an example, there's a plan that last year was $20 and 30 cents mm -hmm. this year. It's $64 and 90 cents. And that's per month per month. And that's like, okay, so I had this prescription coverage this month. I'm on these five drugs. It was costing $20 a month to get those. And now it's 60. And that's just for the plan premium. So that doesn't oh, wow. mean that's the additional even... coinsurance that you may owe the deductible. Oh, wow. So there's that's just... a substantial amount for seniors that are, you know, on a budget. Absolutely. And then the challenge about that is if you don't complete this exercise during open enrollment mm -hmm. and then you go to, into January, mm -hmm. you have to wait until the following open enrollment to make a change for 2024. Oh, wow. So unless you have And it's probably going to change at that point too. Correct. So unless you have a special enrollment period where you're moving or maybe you move into a long-term care facility. So there are certain yeah. variables, but generally speaking, once December 8th hits at midnight, you're, you're in that plan until 2024 or the following really? year. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So what I'm hearing from you is open enrollment is really important and you want to, you want to do this exercise as Absolutely. painful as it might be. And like, I guess, tell me a little bit about this exercise. I'm looking at a couple pages that you have in front of you. Is that an exercise or like, what's the exercise? So this in front of me here is the differences between 2022 and 2023. Oh, got it. Okay. So this is um, a document that we analyze every single year for the prescription drug plans, as well as for the Advantage plans. So got some it. plans go away altogether, and they're not even available next year. Oh, wow. So if that happens, last year there was a plan that was $19.90. Uh -huh. That plan went away. That plan provider automatically put everybody in a plan that was over $80 a month. Oh, wow. So again, it's so important. At this point, everybody who is on Medicare 
with an Advantage plan or with the prescription drug plan uh-huh. should have received, it's called an ANOC, an Annual Notice of Change. And that goes through, they get that in the mail? They get that in the mail, okay. and it will tell you if your plan is currently going to be um, available next year. It's going to share, if it's not, what plan you're going to be placed in. Oh, wow. It will share premium differences. It's going to share you know deductible changes so the deductible last year was $480 the maximum deductible for a prescription drug plan this year is $505 wow it'll talk about the various coverage stages if it's a percentage if it's a dollar amount so those are all things that yeah. are super super important so they you get in the if you're on medicare you get this letter in the mail and it tells you what to do or like what do you do from that letter so from that letter, you can at least glean, is your pharmacy still going to be a network? Um, you're going to be able to glean the premium differences. Um, you're going to be able to see the coverage stages. So okay. right now we're seeing a lot of um, plans in tier three that there's been a lot of changes. So in the past, it's been a set dollar amount for okay. tier three um, when individuals are in the initial coverage phase. But this year we're seeing that that's changing to a percentage amount. Oh. Which is very important Yeah, when you're looking at it. So you said tier three. That makes me think that there's a tier one, two, three. Are there more? There are. So and what's that based on? So tier, so there are. <laughs> I know. How much like time do you getting have? Into this. I'm just like, I hear you talking. I'm like, I have so many questions. <laughs> yes. So um, there are four stages of a drug plan. Okay. And then there are five or six tiers of a drug plan. So oh, wow. okay. the stages are the deductible stage. If your plan has a deductible, oftentimes for some of the premiums that are in the $70 to $100 range, mm-hmm. they don't have a deductible. Um, okay. So it's important to know what your deductible is. Um, and then there's the initial coverage phase. Okay. And then there is the coverage gap or donut hole not the fun things we eat for breakfast but i'm sure you've heard that Uh a lot and then there's the catastrophic stage of a drug plan um and then there are tiers so tier one is your generics tier two are um generics typically as well then you have tier three which is preferred brand tier four which is brand tier five is specialty and then certain Drug plans have a tier six mm-hmm. where you'll see like a $35 insulin or there's certain gotcha. um, prescriptions that are covered in a different tier for that particular plan. Okay. Clear? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, it is. It, make, it makes sense when you say it. But the, I'm thinking to myself, why do they make it so complicated? That is a great question. I mean, do you, now that you, like, you're in it, you know it well, do you think it's complicated? I mean, I know, like, you know your stuff, but, like, do you think it's complicated for the consumer? Yes, and even for us. So these, we had access to all of our, these plans on October 1st, um, but plans are continuing to change. So last year, there was a particular medication that a lot of folks take. It was an eye drop, and the drop rates just went away towards the end of open enrollment. Like, it just wasn't what? available on the plan sites. It wasn't available on Medicare. And we were calling everywhere. And we're like, what happened? It just got dropped. So that's, that's so crazy. One of the other crazy pieces is when you talked about a crystal ball, it's exactly right. Yeah. So we look at and analyze the current prescriptions that someone's on, even if you take it once a year, right? So it yeah. might be a cream that you get or an eye drop that you get or EpiPens are a great example. Right? Yeah. You have to keep those um, 
Yeah, Literally, have one for my every son. Year. Yeah, like, every year. He's, yeah. You know, he's two and a half, so he's gaining weight. And they're like, okay, now you're in this one. Now you're in that one. Right. Like, so even those things that you might not take or um, all the time. So we look at every single prescription. We put it into the database. And then it really is a puzzle to try and put it together. So for some individuals, mm-hmm. it might take 20, 30 minutes. For other individuals, it takes hours. Oh, wow. So looking at all of the variables. So, you know, sometimes it's not just about cost. So it could be where I say to you, Marilee, this is a plan that we have. And yes, it might be a couple hundred dollars less expensive for the year. However, you're going to have to jump through these hoops. Mm -hmm. Whereas this plan over here might be a couple hundred dollars more expensive for the year, but you're not going to have to go through all of these variables. Right. So, and when I say those variables, it could be a prior authorization, which means that your physician has to write in as to why you need this particular prescription. Quantity limit. So you may take 60 pills per month, but there's a quantity limit on that plan where they're only going to cover 30. Oh, God, there's so many nuances. Right. Or... There are certain drugs that aren't covered at all by Medicare. And so wow. really looking to see, are is there a plan that, you know, we've known in the past that has been, you know, accepting of a formulary exception for this particular drug. Um, sometimes it's really working with the client and their pharmacy and their provider. I was just going to gonna ask that. Yeah. Like, are, do you ever say like, so I'm assuming somebody comes to you. And says like, okay, I want to do this exercise. You're obviously asking for a, a med list. Correct. Do you ever say like, okay, you're on these five meds. This one here is essentially being carved out. It's not on this plan anymore. But if your physician can change it to, sounds like maybe a tier one, that's a generic, this plan would be perfect for you. Does that ever happen? So we're not pharmacists, we're not physicians, yeah. <laughs> but we do know that there are certain prescriptions that just are not covered at all. Right. Um, and there's not always a generic option. That's true. So okay. in that case, it's, you know, please have a conversation with your physician. The physician may not know that this drug's completely going off a formulary for mm-hmm. Medicare. If it is something that you absolutely need though, we're going to work with the provider and the plan to try and get a formulary exception. So we did this for a client last year um, where she's on a prescription where without it being on formulary, it's $46,000 for the year. So even if you have $46,000, that's not typically how you want to spend it. That's just crazy. So working with the plan and the provider to be able to say, this is the drug that she absolutely needs. It's the one that's worked. She's tried all the other ones. And so being able to work with that provider um, to say, okay, this is the form that we're going to ask you to fill out. Can you please right. send it in timely? Because she's going to need to pick up this medication yeah. late January. So um, so there's definitely those situations. That's wild. There's other situations where a physician prescribes a medication, but there are other, vari- there are other alternatives yeah. that would work just, just as well as for well. that client. And then yeah. they can switch that. So okay. there are those conversations um, that, that we have with folks. Um, but if we can't get everything covered, we're often making a recommendation for a change. Got just it. Just so that there's not I mean, a change makes, in there. Yeah. That makes sense. Absolutely. If it could be like a holistic approach, basically. Correct. Correct. I'm sure you have your, your what I want to say, your um, judgments about that. <laughs> I would hope that it would be a whole lot better. One day we're going to, I know we're going to have a system that's, encompassing of everything I would love that that'd be nice (laughs) Uh, okay so we've talked a lot about the the prescription side of it 
So is this also an open enrollment for like the other like it's a prescription Medicare D? Correct. Oh, that was a really good guess on my part. <laughs> okay, so Medicare D is the prescription part. Medicare I always dealt with Medicare A when I was like in the nursing home world. Mm-hmm. What what is your Medicare A essentially cover and does that go into open enrollment as well? Like is it A B C D all of them are open enrollment right now? So traditionally when we're talking about open enrollment, we're talking about Medicare Part D. Got which it. Is drug, okay. And Medicare Part C, which is your Advantage plan. Okay. Which, so A and those stay the same? So A, I think of as your inpatient services. Yes. So Part A covers hospitalization, hospice, in-home care for physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy, Uh as well as skilled nursing facility. If you've had a three-night inpatient stay. Not observation. Not (laughs) observation. Very important. Um, And then you are going into a skilled nursing facility for rehabilitation. So I think of... Part A is inpatient services. And that one you don't have to do an exercise about. That one's just like, it is what it is, and you have A, and A is your A. A is your A, yes. Okay. And most people who are probably listening to this or for their loved one have Part A premium free. Okay. However, if someone or their spouse did not work 40 or more credits, which is essentially 10 years, and pay Mm -hmm. into Medicare tax, you may have a Part A premium. Ooh, I've never heard of that. Yes. So this year for 2023. No. Wow. It's just many people don't know about qualify as premium free. Okay. So this year for 2023, if you've worked 30 to 39 work credits, your premium per month is $278. Oh wow. And if you've worked less than 30 work credits, it's $506. Wow. For your part A. So the one thing when you say not to do anything, if you are paying for your Part A premium, yeah, just make sure that you're continuing to pay that. And if you had it on auto draft, say out of your bank account to go directly yeah, going to Medicare, up. it's going up. So please make sure that you adjust it. Wow. Interesting. I had never do that. And I mean, that's, yeah, that's wild. Because I feel like I've always been like, yeah, yeah, Medicare A, Medicare A, you know, wow. Okay, so you don't do anything with that one. So, like, somebody says, mom has been in the hospital a lot, and so I just want to make sure that her hospital stays are covered. I have a feeling with my crystal ball. She's going in the hospital in 2023. That's okay. Medicare A is Medicare A. Don't worry about it. Yes, so Medicare Part A, Medicare Part B um, are the red, white, and blue card that Mm -hmm. individuals carry around. And so that card covers, think of it, for easy math, about 80% of okay. all of your medical costs that are covered by Medicare. Got it. And then individuals typically have either a Medicare supplement, also known as a Medigap, okay. or a Medicare Advantage plan to help Got pick it. up that additional the rest 20%. Of it. Yes. So Got there are three options. You can self-insure. Individuals you know, can choose a Medigap. Like an AARP would be that. Correct. But they okay. have supplements and they have Advantage plans. Jeez. Oh, of course they do. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? <laughs> and drug plans. So there you go. Oh, man. Oh, it makes my head spin. Okay. So that's your Medicare A and B. So then you said what you open enrollment, what you really want to pay attention to, because the biggest variance basically is going to be in D in your prescription drugs. Am I following that correctly? Yes. And then also okay. your Advantage plan if you're Part C. 
Okay. So if we can, I do want to back up just yeah, for yeah, a yeah. second because yeah. we talked about A, but I do want to talk about B okay. quickly. Yeah. Um, so part B, think of it as your eight outpatient services. So that's your primary care physician, any oh, specialist okay. you may see. If you outpatient are therapy, outpatient like therapy, okay. um, durable medical equipment. So it's important for providers. Oh, okay. Also for um, emergency room. So emergency room falls under part B. Not many people know oh, that. I didn't know. I didn't know that. As well as a portion of observation. So, yeah, sure. yes. Okay. So, and then the meds that go along with So there's a, a lot of variables when it comes to the part B also for individuals who are getting infusions. So either chemotherapy or you know, there are some part B medications yeah. that are also important. Fall under that umbrella. Yeah. So the standard part B <clears throat> premium, this is often taken out of your social security check. If you're okay. receiving a social security check, otherwise you typically get a quarterly bill from Medicare saying, here's your part B premium. Yeah. And then also, um, individuals can set it up to have it automatically deducted. If you go to medicare.gov, you can set that Got it. up. Um, but the premium is actually going down this year. Oh, wow. I know. Right. Whoa. So last year, That's it was, big stuff. <laughs> I know we heard like chatter about it for the last six months, but then it actually happened. And I was like, perfect. Um, so the standard part B premium is going from 170, 10, to $164.90. Wow, okay. So that's We'll take great. it. Yep, exactly. Um, but then the one piece that so many individuals um, are not aware of is IRMA, which is the income-related monthly adjustment amount. Okay. So there could be an additional premium for your Part B and another premium for your Part D. I mean, depending on so your, many premiums. Depending on your modified adjusted gross income for 2021. Okay. So in 2023, they always look two years, two years back. back. Okay. So they're looking at 2021. So typically in the month of November, depending mm-hmm. on when you're, uh, what the letter of your alphabet, uh, of your last name is, um, you'll receive your letter. So we typically see it around Veterans Day to Thanksgiving is typically okay. a good time. <clears throat> so you're going to receive a letter from Social Security stating, here is your income that we have reported from the IRS mm-hmm. for 2021. Based on that number, so it's important to check to make sure that it's accurate. I was just going to ask, do you ever find that these letters are just like so inaccurate? Yes. Okay. And typically, maybe there was an error that was made and you had to do an addendum. Uh, like that an extra addendum zero? Wasn't, yeah, that <laughs> addendum <because> wasn't <laughs> um, yeah. you know, caught or what have you. So very important to check. And then it will let you know what your Part B premium will be for the upcoming year, as well as your if you are going to be impacted by IRMA what the IRMA amount will be for your Part B and your Part D. And then you also have that Part D premium. (sighs) So there are are so many variables. So many. And I know this is really confusing to listen to on a podcast, and I apologize to everyone. No, I mean, (laughs) there's just, like, so much information. And, I mean, I hear premium. Like, I I just didn't even – it never occurred to me with Medicare that there would be, like, premiums, Mm -hmm. you know, or, like – it would, it would cost that much. Right. Do you know, is there like a, a number that like the average senior pays in Medicare? Like, why did I think Medicare is free? <laughs> it's far from free. It is. And that's so many people think that. Like, and, oh, I have Medicare. No big deal. Right. And one of the hardest things for me is when someone doesn't realize that they have Irma uh-huh. or are going to be impacted by Irma. So think about this. Typically, when we're 63, 64 and we're still working, we're at the peak of our career. We're right. probably making some of... The best, best money, money that we've ever yeah. made. And so they come to sit down with me at 64 and, you know, nine months preparing for Medicare. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, well, you made 
you know, you're going to yeah. be in tier four. XYZ. <laughs> so instead of $164.90, you're going to be paying $597.50 per cent. Wow. 50 cents. And that's per person. So if it's you and your spouse. Oh my gosh. That's $1,200. So you went from 300 wow. to 1200 I mean, that is crazy. And that's just your Medicare Part B and then the additional Part D Irma. Wow. That's not the supplement and the prescription drug plan or the Advantage plan. That's wild. And I mean, gosh, I look at my grandma and I mean, recently she's, you know, had a couple extra hospital stays than she had before. But like prior to that, I mean, she was probably paying this amount and she wasn't even using anything. I mean, she was healthy. Mm -hmm. So she was like paying all this money. But I mean, I guess, you know, insurance is you pay for it until you need it. Right. <laughs> One of those things. But well, that's just that's, so wild. Yeah. And I know um, the configuration your grandma has. And yeah. so that's yeah, something. So, disclaimer. <laughs> Emily, actually, uh, she, we y utilize her services, thankfully, for like my entire family. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a pleasure to work with them. Obviously, because um, I was giving them advice. If it's not broken, don't fix it. <laughs> I'm like, please don't listen to your granddaughter. Yeah, like, like, no, no, no. Come here. Come here. <laughs> um, no. But so in with that, um, and I know we're kind of getting a little off topic, so I apologize. But with your grandma's configuration, mm -hmm. that's the beauty of it. So there may be months or years where you're not using it at all. Right. But now that she used it and she had those hospital stays, mm -hmm. she had very little out of pocket. So, so true. Her out of pocket was two hundred and thirty three dollars. Oh yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, for all of that. Yeah. And she could go to any provider in the nation. She didn't have to worry about where she was, where she yeah. wanted to go, if she wanted a second opinion. And so, many people do not realize that the decisions that you're making when you're electing your Medicare benefit for benefit for the first time can potentially have a lifelong impact totally. on your provider choice and your financial out of like the financial exposure that you might have. Yeah. And so that's where it's really seeking that counsel out of the gates. Uh-huh. Because the worst <laughs> um, feeling I have is when someone comes in and they've had a life event mm -hmm. and they say, I want to go to this hospital, I want to go to this provider, yeah. and I have to say, unfortunately, based on that mm -hmm. new recent diagnosis, right. We're not going to pass medical health underwriting. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough pill to swallow. And so, yeah, it's it's so tough. Yeah. And we had a client, and I use this all the time, and he um, came to us when he was 65. We, you know, kind of talked about all of those variables. He was thinking he was going to lean one way. We were counseling him a different way just based on, you know, yeah. some <clears throat> family history. And... Six months after that, he had a third of one of his lungs removed. Oh, wow. And he came to me, to us, and he was like, I can't thank you enough. I wouldn't yeah. have ever been able to get back into this configuration. I was able to go to the Cleveland Clinic for my totally. surgery, like exactly where I wanted to go. And he's like, you're not sick until you are. Yeah, He's like, exactly it's like insurance. It. You know, you uh -huh. want the best insurance that you possibly can have just in case. And so right. the same applies in, in these situations. Yeah. I, that, I mean, I love that story because... You know, you're going through that and you want to go to someone that you trust. That's a huge part of it mm -hmm. when you're going through one of those life events. So like Cleveland Clinic obviously gave him, you know, the, the what do you ever you want to call it? The, you know, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but like gave him the peace of yeah, mind. Yeah. yeah, basically that he needed, which is really important. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I want to take a quick break. 
Um, we've gone through so much information. I have so many other questions, <laughs> but I want to take a quick break and then we'll get back to it. If you are currently helping somebody with their billing or you are a senior that is receiving Medicare benefits, if you have any questions at all, call Seniors Servicing at 614-451-9585. And I know that Emily and her team will help you. And if they can't help you, they will certainly point you in the right direction. Again, that number is 614-451-9585. Or you can always email them at info at seniorsservicing.com. All right, we're back. Your head spinning yet? <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like we, if we're we're summing up, Medicare D, which is your prescription part of your Medicare, you you need to review it. Like that's just the end of story. Like you have you need to review it. If you don't, you're probably going to get into a situation where it might not even be on your plan, or there's different tiers. So best case scenario, write down all the meds that. I'm assuming it's, do you guys deal a lot with like the kids or do you, are you dealing with the client when you're dealing with the Medicare stuff? We're dealing with the client, I would say really? over 85% of the time. Oh, wow. I would have mm -hmm. totally guessed it was the other way around. Yeah, we have a client right now who's 101, almost 102. That's awesome. Yeah. I love so, to hear that. Um, okay. We do, you know, work with his daughter through, <clears throat> through some of it, but he yeah. likes to be very much a part of all of it. Okay. So yeah. It's... All right. So client, we want to make sure we have all the meds and we do this exercise, mm -hmm. like just do it. Absolutely. And if it ends up that you're in the same one, at least you have, like we said before, peace of mind that you're in the right plan. Absolutely. Last year we recommended a change for 52% of our clients oh, wow. okay. and recommended 48% stay the same. So, hmm. um, yeah, definite, but out of that, the average of all the plans we did was the $961 and 33 cents. That's pretty amazing. So, yeah. And sometimes it's a good it chunk of change. You know, a change because a pharmacy fell off a formula or far, fell out of um, network. Right. So that's also a huge component is your pharmacy. Yeah. If pharmacy's not in network, you pay 100% of the cost of your medication. Oh, my gosh. Or you're changing pharmacies. Oh, boy. So. That is just, there's just so many moving parts that you, I just feel like we don't, as a consumer, have control over. Right. And it's I, just. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons that so many people maybe don't do this exercise is there's so much information being pushed during mm -hmm. this time of year. Yeah. There's like so many advertisements and commercials and your phone's blowing up, your email's yeah. blowing up. If you turn on the television, you're going to see ads, yeah. your mailbox. You probably can't even like close the mailman probably can't even close yeah, it because true. you have so many solicitations. So I think yeah. individuals just get overwhelmed by the amount of information. Uh -huh. And so really seeking, you know, a trusted advisor or a family member who can really yeah. help you analyze what's going to be most comprehensive for you yeah, in like your situation. Dig in. Yeah. And your specific needs and how you want your healthcare to look. Mm -hmm. You know, do you want to be in the driver's seat if you have a health event or do you want your plan to be in the driver's seat? Yeah. So being able to, to have it. those those conversations. So yeah, definitely a very important exercise for sure. Okay. So they the consumer or client is going to get a letter, pay attention to that letter, and then you're gonna get another letter November eighth through you know, we'll say Thanksgiving ish. So be on the lookout for that letter. And then you have until December eighth at Midnight? So December 7th at 11.59. 11.59, so got it. So once December 8th hits... Done. 
They're locked. Locked yes. and loaded. So there may be, with the recent hurricane, so I don't know how big of a reach this is, uh, um, yeah. there may be some special enrollment periods for individuals who are experiencing gotcha. um, some great loss there. So yeah. we try to keep our, you know, social pretty active when we hear those kind of things. And I can yeah. let you know, too, if, if we see okay. that. So there could be an extension there. Okay. Um, but, but we plan on December 7th. Exactly. Okay. So we, I feel like we... We kind of got Medicare D. I mean, we could talk about that for days. <laughs> I have so many questions about it. Um, but I wanted you've mentioned the Medicare Advantage or like supplemental plan. What is that? What does that encompass? And like, how? I think you said at the beginning there's like sixty some different plans. What? Yes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> exactly. Why are there so many? Yeah. So this year. Um, there are 65 Medicare Advantage options in Franklin County. So Oh, wow. It goes by county. By county. So the one okay. thing, so we are not talking about supplements or Medigaps right now. Okay. That is completely separate. Um, those, if you do have a supplement or a Medigap plan, as long as you're paying your premium, you have auto-guaranteed issue. That's going to continue. Okay. Um, the only time that you would potentially want to look at that is if your premium's going up and you believe that you would pass medical health underwriting. So there is health underwriting traditionally okay. to go from plan type to plan type or company to company. So Got it. traditionally people continue on their course of action and, and move through that. Yeah. And then they just look at the Part D. Okay. For individuals that have a Medicare Advantage plan, it's also called a Medicare Replacement Plan. Okay. So think of it as... <laughs> Um, your A, so the inpatient, the outpatient uh -huh. services, and your drugs are all tied into one plan. So A plus B plus D equals C. Yes. Okay. Fun, right? I'm following you so far. <laughs> yes. And so Medicare is no longer your primary insurer. Mm -hmm. It's the plan that you select. So be it Aetna, Humana, AARP. Why is this even a thing? Like, what, how did this come about? <laughs> you're looking at me like uh but like i'm just and like why not just keep your traditional a b c d e all of them like why do you have to have a replacement now you don't have to so okay why would you that is a great question no i'm just kidding um so for some individuals um you know they they like the convenience of having to carry one card um okay. they also, um, you know, we often see it where if someone maybe doesn't have any, you know, prescriptions at this point, or they're okay to switch their provider throughout the year or year over year, if their provider falls out of network, that's not a bother to them. Okay. Um, it can be a great option. The one thing with Medicare Advantage plans, um, there are just so many more variables. So individuals should consider all of the variables, variables we talked about in the first half. Okay. But then with the Medicare Advantage plan, you also need to ensure that all of your providers, so your primary care physician, any specialist you see, mm -hmm. your primary hospital choice, your hospital should you, you know, often we hear people say, I want to go to this particular hospital for, you know, neurological conditions. I want to go to this hospital forever to get cancer. Yeah. So making sure that both of those hospitals are in network with mm -hmm. your plan. Also, if you have any kind of durable medical equipment, so a CPAP or, you know, anything like that, yeah. um, Part B insulin, that your provider who provides that for you is in network. Also looking at um, if you are receiving infusions, making sure that that provider is in network. Because if you... Have if you standalone emergency room you go if to. If you didn't 
take if you don't take the replacement option all of those you don't have to worry about those correct so with traditional medicare and a supplement it doesn't matter right you can go to any provider in the nation that accepts medicare so then the replacement is it cheaper it or? can be it doesn't not always I'm just like, in my head, I'm just like fumbling why somebody would go to it other than the convenience of having, like you said, one card and just knowing like, oh, I have Humana or whatever it is. Right. So I think a lot of it is is education and knowing, you know, what the differences are in the plan. Yeah. Knowing that for someone who elects a Medicare Advantage plan, there's a s- specific amount of time that you can switch back to a potential supplement without medical health underwriting. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you do have to go through medical health underwriting to go from an Advantage plan to traditional Medicare with a supplement and a standalone prescription drug plan. Okay. Um, you can drop your Advantage plan, but you may not be eligible for a supplement. So you'd be responsible for that 20%. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's an education piece. Um, so for individuals who are on a Medicare Advantage plan, it is so important that you look at all of those additional variables as well. Right. And that's what's really tricky is for individuals who especially are fine, but then maybe they break a hip and need to go to rehab. Right. And now you're what provider is different. Yeah. What provider accepts uh-huh. your particular plan? If there's yeah. dental or any of those additional um, components with your plan, does your dentist accept it? Does your ophthalmologist accept right. it? And so really doing your due diligence and your homework to make sure that all of those providers, not just your primary care physician, mm-hmm. are in that work. Yeah. I so I love the like skilled nursing world. It's not quite been 10 years, but when I was like leaving that world and going kind of like the private pay world, that's when like all I felt like the marketing was just wild with some of those plans and people were starting to opt into those. And it was like, well, we, we, we could have probably taken you, but now with the supplemental or this, you know, other plan, it's like, it's just tricky. And I remember thinking like the authorizations were different and you had to wait on a lot of things because basically and this is my very uneducated opinion, <laughs> but that it, you almost went like back to a private, a private, not private pay, but like a, like a, we have like a med mutual plan, you know, like a private insured plan where you have to get us and all of this other stuff and wait, you like kind of, you know, you bounced from your Medicare, you're eligible, yay, to like back to a, a different plan. Is that? <laughs> it is, and that's what's tricky is that you're, plan then is the one that is the driver of, right. of your care in that point. Yeah. Um, because there are, you know, HMOs and there are PPOs, right, with the uh-huh. Advantage plans. Okay. With HMOs, um, unless it's an emergency, mm-hmm. there is no out-of-network. Okay. So if you That's go to an tricky. out-of-network provider or you have a hospital stay but the anesthesiologist is not in network, you may have a surprise bill. Right. Um, which is when you hear a lot of those surprise bill situations, that's typically what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, and then with the PPO, you do have in and out-of-network. However, just because you have out-of-network benefit doesn't mean that the provider has to set, accept you as an out-of-network patient because they're taking more of the financial risk. Got it. Because oftentimes it's 50% yeah. of whatever that might look like. So I think when you're, you know, initially making these decisions, it's really thinking about, and it's hard mm-hmm. to think about what if I were to have a diagnosis or have something right. happen, then what? Yeah. Right. Do I want to be in the driver's seat? Do I want somebody else to? How, how is this going to work? So, yeah. and, and they can work well for a lot of people. Um, but then, you know, another component of what we do is we analyze the medical bills and we analyze. So yes, it might be 
less expensive on a premium standpoint. Mm-hmm. However, there's coinsurance and deductibles and out-of-pocket maximums. Right. That if there is yeah, a health event... And maybe then, not taking into consideration at the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. And then, again, if, if there is a diagnosis or a health event that happens then this is going to reset every year. And so you're going to meet those deductibles and out-of-pockets every year. So over the course of a lifetime, is it truly less expensive? Right. And it really just depends on that crystal ball you talked about. Yeah. And And I don't have it. (laughs) I wouldn't be sitting here. I don't think talking about this. (laughs) Play lottery. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't want to get away from the advantage plans because that is really tricky. But I do have a question about now, like, the billing. So... I, I know you do a lot of the billing as well. You've helped my family with a lot of the billing <laughs> because, you know, we talk about these plans and, you know, but then you, you don't realize like, or you don't take into consideration, like you said, like the fallout of when you do have these things and mm-hmm. getting bills. I mean, I go to my PCP once, you know, a year and that's basically about it. And I feel like I get confused with my bills <laughs> and like my, you know, if they're doing labs or things like that, I get a bill, but it says like in tiny print, this is not a bill. And then I get a bill from the, you know, insurance and like, there's a lag time, but I'm like hypersensitive about, I want to pay my bill. I don't want to be, you know, sent to a creditor or something. And so I typically end up sending a check for more than I'm supposed to even pay. And this is why we're here. (laughs) I know maybe I need your help too. Barely. (laughs) So I feel like if I'm that confused and I'm doing one bill, I can't imagine being in the hospital for three days and having all this other, and then a specialist comes in and then maybe I had a surgery and the anesthesiologist sends a bill. Like what, how does that even, what do you, what do you recommend in other than just call you? <laughs> but like, I mean, we're how, having to take care of it. But yeah. Like I, how does that work? So just to give you some staggering stats. So yeah. in 2019, there was a survey that was done. Um, and I would say with the pandemic, the last two plus years, these figures are definitely north of this. Yeah. But all Medicare bills, all Medicare bills had a 49% error rate. Oh my goodness. All hospital bills, and this is you, me, senior, everyone, uh-huh. 80% had an error. 80%. Like how, how does that even happen? So coding, right, is not oh, easy. Coding. That is Got it. very complex. Okay. Um, insurance lag time. So maybe your primary yeah. pays, but your secondary hasn't paid yet. Uh-huh. System automatically generates a bill. Yes. Um, we had a situation actually just on Friday where I talked to a client who um, had a very um, extensive surgery and one of the providers sent a bill for $46. And you're like, oh, $46, not a big deal. I'm just going to pay it. Mm-hmm. Well, I could see through the MSN, which is the Medicare summary notice. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone should be looking at those, please. Um, so <laughs> side note, that, side note um, that there it didn't apply to her deductible, like it should have been covered by the secondary. Mm. So I called the provider, and sure enough, they received payment from the insurance, but it was put as a credit on their account and didn't get applied to the balance. So a bill mm. was generated. Yeah. So I bet that happens a lot. $46 or $2.4 million, like, right. you know, that's kind of the span of what we deal with. So it is just so important on the other side of it is, yes, you've selected your insurance, but really what does your insurance cover? Yeah. And being able to read the coverage details that your plan sends you so that you know, yes, this is what I should be paying at my primary care physician. Mm-hmm. This is what I should be paying at a specialist. This is the coinsurance that I would have. This is my maximum deductible. And then tracking that. 
Because right. something might happen January, February, and then something happens again in October, and you're like, oh, I must not have paid my deductible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I must so not have met did. that. Yeah. And then the tricky part about that is, at least with Medicare, there's a year that individuals have to bill. So oh. what happened a year ago is being billed now. And so I didn't realize that. Remembering what happened last year. Yeah. Um, so for individuals that have traditional Medicare and a supplement and a standalone prescription drug plan, you are typically getting a quarterly MSN, which is a Medicare summary notice. Okay. It is important to look at those. I was going to say, I'm hearing look at those and keep those. Yes. And really look at them because it'll say that something's not covered, but then it'll say you're not responsible. So if you get a yeah. bill... Being able to work with your provider to say, hey, here's my notice that uh-huh. I don't know it. Um, but also we're seeing a lot where we have some clients with common names and we have one particular client that keeps being billed for ambulance service and he's not in the ambulance. Oh, he's not going to the ambulance. <laughs> so we've been no. working to get that corrected, which has been a little bit of a process. But so it might not even be your service. Yeah. So especially for someone who, you know, in that particular case, his plan's covering it all. But right. in the case where you might have a plan where you have more coinsurance and deductibles, uh-huh. you might be responsible for that, and it's not even the service that, right. that you're you utilizing. Went, yeah, that yeah. you went um, and used. So then you would have your supplemental um, explanation of benefit that you typically get on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you don't have the Medicare MSN before you get the one from your yeah. supplemental company. And then your prescription drug plan explanation of benefit. And that is so very important to look at. So, and the reason being is we had a client last year who everything processed appropriately through her drug plan, except for the last time she went to get her insulin. Mm-hmm. Instead of paying the like $300 she owed, a little less than that, she ended up getting billed almost $1,400. Oh, wow. And so it was by us being able to see the explanation of benefit, knowing uh-huh. that she was in the coverage gap, she should have only paid 25% of it. It took Andrew in my office over 10 hours Oh, wow. With the insurance company to get that corrected. That's crazy. But she got her check back. Yeah. Um, So it's just important to look at it because there are errors being made. I don't think it's malicious by any means. Yeah, when you, I was like, how? But when you said coding and other things, like that does actually make a lot of sense. Right. There's a lot of moving parts. Yes. And it takes one number and error. Yeah, totally. Yeah, something gets entered as a credit instead of applied to yeah. a payment. So, so I mean, there's sense. just so many variables. Yeah. Um, so it's just really, really important to, to take a look at that and to ensure that insurance is paying as and it should, providers billing as they should. comes through the mail. Like, these are all hard copy things coming through the mail. Is there any place where, let's say, like, you know, my aunt helps out. Can mm-hmm. she, is there, like, a portal she can go in and get, like, electronic copies? Or is this, like, all hard copy stuff? So you can, with most providers, elect electronic Okay. Copies for okay. yourself. That's so, nice. yes. So, you can receive this electronically. Um, okay. We see a lot of people still prefer paper. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, sure. But, yeah, but definitely you. Um, and I think the insurance companies prefer online because it saves them. Yeah, so, for yeah. sure. Um, so, I think every time you log in, it's like, do you want to sign up for electronics? Yes. <laughs> check this little box. Exactly. exactly. Or it's automatically checked and you exactly. have to uncheck it. Um, all right. I want to take a quick break because we have some questions I want to get to. So, we'll be right back. If you know someone that's needing one-on-one care, that can either be in their home, in the hospital, in an assisted living, in an independent living, wherever home is, if you know somebody that's needing extra help, please call Options Home Services at 614-947-8888 and they would be happy to help you. All right, let's take a couple questions here. So I have first one, my mom's in a nursing home, which plan is best for her? Obviously, you're not giving, you know, 
advice, advice. Well, yeah, disclaimer, I guess. Right. This is just your opinion, which I think I know the answer now after talking to you. Right. So here's the tricky part is what insurance does your mom currently have? <laughs> That's okay. I was right. going to say so, A is A. Right. A. Yes. So A would cover the nursing home if she had that three inpatient hospital stay. Yes. Um, and so with traditional Medicare... And then if she were to have a supplement, and there are 10, vari- 10 various supplements. So, again, I sound yeah. like a politician right now, and I don't mean to, but it's so hard to kind yeah, of navigate. So, um, if you're saying best plan, it would be to have traditional Medicare with a supplement. Okay. Um, and the reason being is that traditional Medicare will cover the first 20 days. And then oftentimes, say if you had a plan F or a plan G, mm-hmm. um, it would cover days 21 through 100. Again, okay. it has to be medically necessary course yeah um however that would give 100 days of rehabilitation in a nursing home and then after day 101 you'd be looking at long-term care or yeah to pay um i have that brought up another question not from a listener from me <laughs> um where does medicaid fit into all this <laughs> or did i just start a whole nother podcast you did start a whole nother podcast but medicaid is based on assets and so that's when you medicaid would not be considered one of your advantage plans Correct. So Medicaid okay. is, Medicaid could be a sucker. So for instance, my sister has Medicare due to disability. Okay. She has traditional Medicare, yes. traditional Medicaid, and a standalone prescription drug plan. Got it. Okay. So Medicaid is always going to be the payer of last resort. Okay. And so not a supplement per se, yes. but it is asset based. Got it. Okay. So definitely a whole nother podcast. Okay. Got it. All right. <laughs> we won't <laughs> dig into that anymore. Um, so all my grandma has are prescriptions. Other than that, she's pretty healthy. What do you recommend? So I definitely recommend doing a prescription drug plan. I was going to say doing the exercise. The comparison <laughs> every single year for her. Um, like I mentioned, things can change all the time. So granted, grandma's prescriptions could be the exact same. Mm-hmm. However, even if a dosage changes, even if it goes from a tablet to a capsule, wow. like all of these variables, it can go from... Metaprolotartrate to metaprolocesinate ER. Like those acronyms at the end yeah. matter. You know, all of a sudden she's taking extended release or she taking it twice a day with oh, tartrate. So crazy. One. So just making sure. Um, the other thing that I didn't talk about that I think it's important to talk about is if you are here, but say your grandma snowbirds, mm-hmm. knowing what pharmacy she's going to go to in Florida or oh, yeah. Vail or wherever she might be going uh-huh. so that both pharmacies are covered under that plan. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Well, you also said some of those are Franklin County. So is it based on where primary residence is? For the Advantage plan, they're yeah. reg- typically regionally based. Okay. With your prescription drug plan, most of them, I have, haven't dug into how many are going to be nationwide for um, 2023 yet, full disclaimer. Yeah. So this plan just became available this weekend. Um, however, most plans have nationwide flexi- like flexibility for you to use Got it. Okay. or six months out of the year you can be somewhere else and still oh, use okay. that because that's your primary residence correct. correct got it okay and then last question which i um just touched on too what do i do with all these hospital bills <laughs> please analyze them if you can yeah. get a um full accounting of everything that happened that itemized bill mm-hmm. um just really take a look at it um, yeah. some things get coded incorrectly we had a situation where um, someone was being charged for a PET scan, and they're like, gosh, I didn't think he ever did a PET scan. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a PET scan. It was a CAT scan that got coded as a PET scan. So, Oh, wow. But has a totally different prior authorization process. I mean, very, yeah. very different. And they were being charged for the PET scan because the prior author, the stuff that, that needed the to happen yeah. didn't happen. 
And so trying to figure out, but when you're in the hospital, how do you know what you had? Right. You don't always. Totally. So again, it's just very, very important to analyze those or have someone analyze those. And again, I completely appreciate that typically if you're in the hospital, you're not feeling great. Uh-huh. I was just going right. to say that. And like there's have... so many times where you're just like out of it, mm-hmm. you know, I guess depending on what you're going in for. But I mean, worst case scenario, I'm thinking of somebody like that has dementia that's going to the hospital. Like they don't know what tests they're getting. Mm-hmm. Like who knows? That's scary. I know. I know. That's where that advocate is so, so important. Uh-huh. Yeah, Be totally. Be a family, a friend, someone from church. Uh-huh. Someone. Someone. Yeah. yeah. Trusted professional. For sure. All right. We've touched on so much. <laughs> I am, like, so appreciative of you coming. I want to do another one. Absolutely. Like, I'd maybe the first of the year or something. Sure. <laughs> you know, let's get outside of December. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're going to be busy for like a couple, <laughs> couple weeks. Um, but yeah, I want to see not like the fallout of these plans, but like when you get some of this other data of like what, how many of you guys changed and like, you know, all of that. I love that because it's so helpful for people to know. Absolutely. I so yeah, love I'd love to have you back and dig in more and just, this is such a, a huge thing for seniors. Absolutely. And Marilee, if you want, I mean, if it's helpful to have the quick reference guide oh, yeah. posted, I'm happy to share that with you digitally yeah. to share with the users. I'll post it on, um, on our Instagram and a couple other places. That so. would be awesome. And thank you all for listening. I know this was a lot of information to digest. So thank you all. It's great information though. So I'm, I'm so glad you came. Oh, thanks for having me. All right. Just remember, you are not alone and you are doing a good job. Have a great day, everyone.